Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm Paul. It's the second day of February. Thanks for joining me in our ongoing journey through the Gospel of Luke. We're going to get to the ninth chapter in just a moment. We'll begin the ninth chapter today. I want to remind you that next week we are dropping a new release into our additional content. Additional content is our only pay portal on any of our platforms. It's at paulwhiteministries.com for a one-time purchase, one-time donation of $75. You receive a password that lets you into all of our additional content, of which we have hours and hours and hours, literally, for you to peruse video, audio. We have a brand new drop going in there next week. It is our second session from the Matthew 24 series that we did in November in the Netherlands. We did two seminar sessions on Matthew 24. We got a lot of positive feedback from our additional content subscribers in the month of January when we dropped part one, a little over an hour in length, audio only, and we're doing part two, also a little over an hour in length, and it drops next week. So jump in there. If you've never become an additional content member, for the one-time fee, you get your password that lasts forever. So no matter how much we add, and we add a lot, no matter how much we add, you get it all. And you also get all that's in there from the beginning. There's an entire video walkthrough of the our book, Revelation Transformation. This is me sitting down and walking through the book 10 years after we wrote it. Updates, where I am in the journey now, that took, I don't know, there's there's hours, maybe, I don't know, 13 hours or so. I haven't, I don't know that I've added them up. Uh, they're in 20 minute segments. We also did the same thing with my second book, Between the Pieces. It took just as long or longer to do. We've got the entire audio book of my third book, Righteous Saul versus Righteous Paul. That's in there. And we've got sit downs, teachings from Righteous Saul, Righteous Paul in regards to Greek, regards to righteousness, what's a Pharisee, all kinds of stuff that we highlight in that book. I sit and do little videos on those issues, and we never released any of those where they're all in additional content. And of course, this new one you can look for as well. Let's read Luke chapter 9, verse 1. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. The twelve, this is the most famous of Jesus' disciples, are the twelve. As we've pointed out before, they are not the only disciples, but they are a special designation. They'll be called the apostles by the time you get into the epistles. These twelve were evidently not all together all the time. It's a little too convenient when you think about Jesus and his disciples to imagine Jesus with 12 guys walking around him all the time, almost like his bodyguards. But as I've pointed out before, there were a lot of women. Uh, Luke was sure to point that out, and we brought it out at the beginning of chapter 8. A lot of women with Jesus. There were a lot of disciples with Jesus, but there were 12 of particular importance. At at one point, he had 70 of particular importance because he sent them out in groups of two. But also, these men have lives, they have jobs, they have to take care of their families, they have responsibilities, they can't spend 24-7 with Jesus, and so sometimes he calls them all together. Luke 9-1 is one of those moments where 
these 12 disciples who have to take care of their homes and their families are brought together for an important mission. This is one of those important missions. Jesus gathers them together and gives them power over all demons and to cure diseases. He gives them power over sickness. He commissions them to continue his work, to preach, to heal. Uh, and to uh, what do they preach? Notice that he has them preaching exactly what he's been preaching, the kingdom of God. And as I've told you before, the, the preaching of the kingdom is more proclamation than invitation. So it's not as if we see Jesus get to the end of sermons. He's in, let's say he's in Capernaum and he preaches a sermon and then says, okay, I want to invite everybody to come up here and follow me. That's not the way it worked. In fact, to physically follow him, we just watched him reject a kid at the Gadarenes who says, I want to go follow you. And Jesus goes, no, you need to go home because what you need to do is go make the same proclamation I just made to you. So yes, you're invited to, to, to be his disciple, but the invitation to follow him physically was not the same for every person, but the proclamation of the kingdom was the same for every person. And he said to them, verse 3, Take nothing for the journey, neither staffs, nor bag, nor bread, nor money, and do not have two tunics apiece. And whatever house you enter, stay there, and from there depart. And whoever will not receive you, when you go out of that city, shake off the very dust from your feet as a testimony against them. So they departed and went through the towns, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. So they were really to take the bare minimum. And this changes right before Jesus dies, and he, when he re-equips his disciples he changes the requirements. And so we know that some of this is contextual because of the, the mode of ministry and the timing of this ministry. They're to have very little with them. Um, there's not a lot of explanation why when Mark tells this in the sixth chapter of Mark, Mark has them, he tells them they can carry a staff. Luke tells them to neither staff, take nothing for the journey, neither staff, nor bag, nor bread, nor money, and do not have two tunics apiece. So either this is two separate commands, but but this is more likely to me. It's that perhaps both of them are saying the same thing, which is go as you are. So don't make special provision for it. Go as you are. Go present exactly as I've anointed you. You don't have to add to what you are. You don't have to take away from what you are. Go as you've been anointed. And this is a pretty good lesson for all of us. Go as we are commissioned. Doesn't mean we don't read. Doesn't mean we don't wrestle. Doesn't mean we don't get smarter. It means we don't wait around until we have all the things we think we need to have. And we don't wait around until we've stripped off all the things we think we need to strip off because we're always going to find something. We're always going to find a deficiency. Go, well, I'm not good enough to do this because I haven't done this. Or, oh, I got to get this out of my life before I can do this. Go as you are because he goes with you. Tomorrow, we'll tell you what to look for on Sunday and continue in Luke 9. God bless.